this is Jason Dillon, pastor at Parkway Church, and I'm so glad you joined this Parkway podcast for powerful inspiration and purposeful insights. I believe this podcast will lift your spirit and lead you into the future God has prepared for you. Enjoy the message. Hey, Parkway, this is Jason Dillon. Just wanted to come to you today, and whether you're watching or listening, I believe this podcast is about to be a blessing to your life. We are literally days away from celebrating a very important event uh, in the life of our great nation called America. That is 4th of July. How many of you just love or maybe have fond memories wrapped around that day of celebrating with family barbecue watermelons swimming going canoeing whatever your favorite memory is i hope this fourth of july is a great one now i I know that we talked last week on the podcast about the end time is now and i really believe that but let me talk to you about where america fits and and explore further some of the ideologies that are presenting themselves today uh, to, to many people there is a lot of confusion and chaos in our world and it's because there are spirits behind the movements the ideas the ideologies the political platforms and we as a spiritual people need to be aware of what's going on uh, and and the motive or what is motivating these movements now let's talk about fourth of july many of you understand that's whenever our founding fathers signed the declaration of independence and we became a nation free from the leadership and the tyranny of england Um, we then began to establish that taxation should have representation these are some beautiful concepts and I believe that it has created a great nation in which we live. I want to challenge anybody who might be watching or listening and you hear verbiage in our world today. Well, what makes America great? Or uh, Donald Trump ran on the platform of make America great again. And I've heard the verbiage, well, when was America ever great? And they begin to name periods in our nation's history. The truth is our nation is a blessed nation. I challenge anyone to find a nation that could measure up to the blessings, the prosperity, the peace, the good things that makes America good. Why are so many people moving to America? Why are so many people immigrating to this land, this nation, if indeed it is not a great nation? If there's so much wrong about our nation, why are people coming to America? Why aren't they going to Africa, Australia, Russia? Uh, why aren't they going to Italy or, or other places like that? I believe it's because America is a great nation because we were founded upon the principles of freedom of religion, religious liberty, the opportunity to worship God as you see fit. Ladies and gentlemen, this idea of free choice and the opportunity to exercise our constitutional rights to worship God, to live as we see fit, obviously within the structure of laws and governance. Uh, This is something hated by our adversary the devil why because the devil wants control and to exercise control you must take away choice when god made adam and eve and placed them in the garden of eden he gave to them a tree 
the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that tree became the center point around which their will could either yield in compliance to God's commands or it could exercise resistance and self-will by doing the opposite of what God commanded. So choice is always God's offer to man you have a choice sir ma'am to either live for god or to live according to your self-will or your desires have you heard this lately in the news about anarchists and people who are lawless they want lawlessness no one will rule us no one will police us no one will be over us well that idea carried to the extent that recently we have seen is really iniquity iniquity is lawlessness it is uh the the self-will that i will become my own god i will dictate what i do what i don't do and there will be no god over me to which i submit to Guys, we are living in a day where we must submit to God like never before. We must get into the Word of God and yield to God like never before. To those watching, to those listening, I know you're a prayerful people, but I am encouraging you, pray more than ever to submit to the will of God, to do the will of God, because you do not want the narrative, nor do you want the the ideas to get into your spirit to be like those that you're seeing rioting in the streets. I can promise you, peaceful protest, that's allowed by the Spirit of God. Rioting and the destruction of other people's property and the destruction of public monuments, that is not God's will. If you were to say, God, do you support me battering and bashing somebody's business or toppling statues in public squares, the Spirit of God would say, absolutely not. Now, you have the right to pray, and we can do more through prayer than we can through political activism. I'm not saying have an opinion. I'm not saying express that opinion when you so choose. That's your constitutional right. But I'm encouraging you to pray more than you post and to seek God's face more than you say what you say about things in our world. I'm giving this to you because I want people to be aware that they can recognize spirits that are moving and motivating people to do what they do. Now, America is a blessed nation. We are very prosperous. In fact, many people come to America with nothing but the clothes on their back. And through hard work, effort, and opportunity, they they amass, they rise from poor through middle class to rich. And I know that the definitions of poor and middle class and rich vary, especially when you go to other countries and realize some countries, if you make $300 in a year, you've made, you know, that's their standard of living um so if you make three hundred dollars this week you are richer by far than many people in some of the lesser nations whose economy does not support the wealth and the abundance that our nation uh, affords but 
We are blessed, I believe, because of our connection to Israel. Our connection to Israel as a protector of the nation of Israel. Uh, our president was one of the first, not our current president, and forgive my lack of knowing who, but he, in 1948, our then current president, called immediately after Israel attained statehood and said, I want to be the first to tell you that we support your right to exist as a nation. That is powerful. Our now current president, Donald Trump, moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, thereby acknowledging that Jerusalem was the undivided eternal capital of Israel. Do you know that the spirit realm howled in disgust and frustration because the devil wants to discredit the Jews? If he can discredit the physical chosen people of God, he can discredit God himself. This is why Hitler was motivated to kill millions of Jews through the SS and the the Gestapo and through murder and genocide because he was trying to stamp out. Did you not read in your Bible where Pharaoh sought to kill all the boy babies of, of Israel? Did you not read where Herod sought to kill all the boy babies in the area surrounding Bethlehem? It is proven time and again that the enemy, the devil, the spirit behind the, the people and the faces we see is motivated to discredit God and his work. So again, I urge you to remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. People are not our enemy. Our enemy is an unseen enemy. His name is Satan, the devil. America is blessed because we have always stood with Israel. What did God tell Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2? He said, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse him that curses you. And in you or through you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. Do you realize Jesus Christ came through the lineage of Abraham? And thereby the entire world is blessed because of the knowledge and the message and the actions of Jesus Christ. But let me point you to what God said to Abraham. He said, I will bless them that bless you. Those two blessings are the same in the Hebrew, the Hebrew in which the Old Testament was written. But when God says, I will curse him that curses you, those two words are different. The first curse is a definite destruction. It's, it's bad. You don't want this curse that comes from God. But what do I have to do? to incur this curse that comes from God. I will curse him that curses you. The, the second word curse there means to think lightly of. Consider this. Oh, the Jews. Eh, well, you know, they're just, you know, they're just the Jews. Can you imagine the ire of God when he sees people referencing his chosen people as just, uh, it's just the Jews to think lightly of? Why do we always talk about the Jews? Why can't we talk about something else? And when you do that, you have just put yourself in line to incur the curses of God. Why? Because imagine this. It, for those of you that have children, 
whom you love dearly for someone to say oh that's just that's just janie and that's just little jimmy that's just so and so's kids no big deal you would be like hey wait a minute those are my babies those are my children so if we feel a natural desire to defend and to preserve our natural children how much more does god feel a desire to preserve and defend his natural children therefore i will bless them that bless thee america is blessed because we have blessed israel i will curse him that curses you anyone who thinks lightly of israel will experience the judgments of god we must esteem israel we must pray for her peace by god's grace every morning i get up i pray lord bless israel your physically chosen people today god do good things for them god preserve and protect israel today the inhabitants of jerusalem and all the cities and and all of the places of israel let them be blessed with your blessings today and i say that not because i'm good but god reminds me god nudges me and thus i pray now we're blessed in that measure but remembering go back to what i said that in the end time there are spirits that are striving they're striving for control go back to whenever the devil said i will ascend i will put my throne above the throne of god he was seeking for that authority he was seeking for that control for the glory that came with being god and we see that god says i cast him out like lightning from heaven so when donald trump was elected you had globalism versus nationalism two spirits two ideologies globalism wanted to be accepted and was pushed by politicians in this nation the u.s of a because they wanted u.s the u.s united states of america to submit our sovereignty to the global governance of the world well, this is problematic because if we give up our right to be individuals, to be who we are, we begin to say yes to the idea of socialism and communism. We begin to uh, lose our individual liberties, our individual rights and freedoms where the state comes in and tells us, the government comes in and tells us how to worship, when to worship, who to worship. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what the founding fathers sailed across the sea to get away from. They wanted that right of religious liberty. And I'm telling you, God's kingdom supports choice. God does not want to manipulate people into serving him. Now, obviously, there will be a there will be a cause and consequence, cause and effect if people do not serve God. But ultimately, God does not want to coerce men uh, to serve him. He wants it to be done voluntarily your love for god your service to god is something you give to god of your own volition of your own free will and that's what god desires just like any relationship do you want your husband do you really want your wife to have to stay with you to have to love you because they're mandated to love you of course not you want them to be with you because they desire to be with you not because they're demanded to be with you so we understand that globalism versus nationalism is what was at war in the 2016 election obviously nationalism won out and we 
The American people said, we want to see America achieve all the greatness it can. Now, please understand, guys, as much as we are people, saints of God, we are still people who have allegiances. We are still people who believe in uh, the red, white, and blue. Anytime the national anthem is played, I don't kneel. I stand with my hand on my heart. Why? Because I love America. I love the beauty and the blessings and the bounty that it has afforded me. And I want that same opportunity for every person, no matter their race, their color, no matter their background, if they're from Jamaica, if they're from the jungles of the Amazon, if they are from Australia, Siberia, if they are from wherever. I want people that are alive in this United States of America to experience the blessings of God. And I also want them to experience the new birth of being repenting of their sins, being baptized in Jesus' name, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. So whenever Donald Trump was elected, and we see uh, him beginning to take our nation in a and let me say this he's got faults he's got failures he is a human being i heard a, a pastor wrote a book and i read it a long time ago he titled it people are pitiful and then in the subtitle he put and we're all people everybody is pitiful in some area of their life and and we're all people so please understand that we saw donald trump and we see him taking us in a god conscious direction i say that because i'm looking with an objective lens how often does he reference god how often does he uh, acknowledge that we that all lives matter even the lives of the um in the womb those who women are seeking to get abortions i'm going to tell you as a pastor as a student of the word of god i am not for abortions if you have ever been through one i don't condemn anybody but i urge you when you read the word of god all life is precious and comes from god and when you begin to study statistics about abortion typically you see that only in like 0.01 very minor very few times is the life of the mother at risk and therefore the baby's life needs to be taken i'm simply saying guys that that abortion is not right it is the taking of innocent life the the baby in the womb is not a glob of sails that's not yet been identified it's a human being for whom Christ died. And as godly people, biblical people, not political people, we've got to stand against abortion and believe that God created them and we need to love them, see them adopted, do our best to, to bring them into the world and raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. So we begin to see our president take our country uh, in, a, in a God-leaning direction. Um, I think that that's positive. I don't think that's bad. Again, is he a flawed person? Absolutely. Does he have moments that I go, oh, of course, yes, I, there are moments. But at the same time, I believe God is using him. God tells us in the Bible he used a bush. God used a donkey. He even threatened to use rocks. 
God can use anybody to work his will. And I believe promotion cometh not from the east nor from the west, but from the Lord. I believe Donald Trump was elected because God wanted him to be elected. Yes, I voted, but at the same time, I prayed and said, now, Jesus, if my vote is incorrect, override my vote and let your will be done because I don't want my will to be done. And that only comes by the grace of God. So we understand that spirits are behind this. Let me tell you about four spirits that are told to us in Revelation 6 verse, let's say chapter two, or chapter 6 verse 2 through 8. And I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. Let me pause to tell you. I am dear friends with a man by the name of Irvin Baxter, and he has been a student of end-time prophecy his entire life. I say this with all objectivity. I believe the man has understanding that has come from God. He points out that these four horses that we're reading about are four spirits that are let loose in the earth. And the spirits manifest themselves as ideas, ideologies, political platforms, religions. And so when I say that, I urge you to not only listen, but maybe come to me and allow me to explain this further. Time will not allow me to explain all of it here. So that first white horse is Catholicism. And again, uh, time fails me to tell you all of the reasons why, but trust me when I say this. The second horse, let's read about him, a horse that was red. Power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Now, I believe this red horse, as is outlined by my friend Irvin Baxter, is communism. Have you ever heard of red China, red Russia? Red is the predominant color of these, these nations who profess communism. Why would I say this? Because look at the power that was given. Another horse that was red and power was given unto him that sat thrown to take peace from the earth. There is no peace in communistic countries and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. You begin to look at the death and the destruction, the millions of people killed in communist countries, and you begin to understand. These are all searchable facts. These are things that don't just take my word for it, but be a student of the Word of God and fact-check me to make sure what I'm saying is correct. You go on to see that he heard the third beast say, Come and see, and I beheld, and lo, a black horse and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. That black horse is capitalism. You always, in balancing your checkbook, want to be in the black not the red. You don't want your finances to be in the red. That means that you've spent more than you should have. You want your finances to be in the black. And so you see that there is a voice, a measure of wheat for a penny, uh, three measures of barley for a penny. See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Kind of sounds like the stock market. So literally the black horse is capitalism. And then the fourth 
I heard the voice of the fourth beast say come and see and I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him and power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth in the Greek in which the New Testament is written. The word pale, I encourage you to go look at that word in the Greek. It's the word chloros. It literally is a green horse. The translators could never imagine a green horse, so they wrote yellowish pale, we'll just say a pale horse. So Islam's predominant color is green. I present to you that that fourth horse was Islamism, the religion of Islam, and listen to what power was given. Death sat on the horse, and hell followed with him. So literally, Islam is a religion of death. Just Google that. Search that. They glorify death. If you die, you go to what they say heaven and you're and 70 virgins are waiting on you not only is that sensual that's devilish but the bible says death set on the horse and not heaven but hell followed him and then it says power is given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth everything that follows islamism is destructive it's not constructive and it does not bless those constituents that adhere to that religion let me talk to you a little bit uh, in closing about communism something that's being presented today i didn't realize this too recently but those who founded the movement of black lives matter three ladies they verbally confess we are trained marxists now what is a marxist it's someone who adheres to the idea of communism founded by Karl Marx. Did you know Karl Marx and Engels, a man who founded communism with him, they were avowed Satanist. They didn't worship Jesus Christ. They worshiped a devil who wants to destroy. So we begin to see that what we're seeing as political ideas are motivated by spirits. Listen to what Nikita Khrushchev, chairman of the USSR, old Soviet Union, said 60 years ago. Your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright. But we'll keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you will finally wake up and find you already have communism. We will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you will fall like overripe fruit into our hands. The democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not. That was September 29th, 1959, when Nikita Khrushchev delivered his prediction for America at the United Nations. Remember the television coverage of him banging his shoe on the podium. At that time, just the word communism was feared throughout our nation. Remember this, socialism leads to communism. You need to understand the hour that we're living in, an hour that certainly is charged with peril, potential, opportunity, opposition, as the church, we need to know what is going on so we can know how to pray. Now, 
How do you create a socialist state? I Someone sent this to me, but I want you to hear this so you can see this in your newspaper, on your news television, Fox News, CNN, ABC, whatever news station you listen to. There are eight levels of control to create a socialist or communistic state. Number one, health care. Control health care and you control people. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just come through a health care crisis, a pandemic, and they are now talking about mandatory vaccines. Why should this alarm you or, or cause you to be uh, concerned? Because anything that anybody that tells you you must do what the state mandates challenges individual sovereignty. That's what the global government wants to take away from us is individual sovereignty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you should not be willing to let that go. You are an individual. I should not have the ability to tell you what to do aside from your own desire and will being manifested. Number two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you're providing everything for them. This is so true. Number three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you're able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. I am encouraging every person, listen to this. Exercise good judgment. Don't spend money that you do not have. Rather, believe in good stewardship. Whenever you receive money from salary or jobs, make sure you honor God by giving your tithe and offering and then take care of your bills. And in doing this, God will bless you as a good steward. Number four, gun control. Remove the ability of people to defend themselves from the government. That way you're able to create a police state. The very second amendment to which we are thankful for was created by our founding fathers so that we could protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not changed from that time till now. Number five, welfare. Take control of every aspect, food, housing, income of people's lives because that will make them fully dependent upon the government. I'm encouraging great people that you exercise initiative to be your own man, to be your own woman, and to make your way in the world as God allows you to. Don't be lazy, lethargic, or dependent on unnecessarily on the government i do know there are people who do receive assistance and i support that and i applaud that and i'm not looking to change that but when you milk the system and you do not exercise your right to work that is a drain and not of god Number six, education. Take control of what people read, listen to, and take control of what children learn in school. If ever I have seen a desire to rewrite history and to rewrite books to influence children to learn things that are not godly and not righteous, I have seen and I have heard of that happening now. Number seven, religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools because the people need to believe in only the government knowing what is best for the people. Ladies and gentlemen, the government doesn't know what is best for you. You and your relationship with God and the Word of God knows what is best for your life. And you better let God be greater than government and speak where where God needs to speak. 
Yes, government does play a role, but government is not God. And we must not depend on the voice of government. We must depend on the voice of God. Number eight, the final point is class warfare. Divide the people into the wealthy and the poor. Eliminate the middle class. This will cause more discontent and it will be easier to tax the rich with the support of the of the poor. The redistribution of wealth is a major theme among those seeking to control the world. Why? Because they understand that if you can take money from those who have rightfully earned it, give it to those who have not rightfully earned it, you will create massive discontent. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not political talking points. These are literally the agenda of a spirit that is seeking to control the world. The devil who will manifest himself in the Antichrist is for these points. Why? Because he hates anything that promotes your right to choose, your right to serve God in the way that you see best, and certainly hates the fact that you don't listen to government more than you listen to God. You say, as a pastor, do you have right to say this? I feel the Spirit of God leading me not to convert people to another political party, but rather to make people aware that we are living in a day and an hour where you need to be informed and you need to pray like never before that God would give you discernment not to be under the control and the manipulation of any man not me not them not him not her not any man but you need to listen to what thus saith the word of God and you need to depend on God now more than ever and then when you see these things coming to light in the news media, it knowing what you have heard today will remind you, yes, we are living in the end of time. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not scared. Oh, no. I am filled with an attitude and a spirit of determination that in this moment, this is the church's finest hour. Why? We know the truth. We've read the back of the book. We know Jesus Christ is going to defeat every spirit. We know that through prayer and perseverance of living for God that we will come out on top victorious. We are not subject to manipulation we're not subject to scare tactics we're not subject to a man or woman looking at us saying you better do this or else even if they took a gun and they put it to your head or my head said denounce Jesus or die by the grace of God not by my will or determination because I love living by the grace of God I would say I delight to do the will of God so if you have to pull the trigger because that's what you have to do I will not stop serving Jesus I will not stop living for God and I will not stop telling people about the gospel of Jesus Christ remember when they whipped the disciples in Acts chapter 5 they said it is better for us to obey God rather than men they said you stop preaching this gospel you stop telling people about this Jesus they said friends it's better to obey God rather than men I'm encouraging you today to be aware yes be informed read your Bible understand where we're living at the entire Time is not coming it's here it's now if we have another five six seven ten years to go I would be shocked and again 
Only God knows the exact date. I'm not looking and would never look to predict a date, but you can predict a season change. And we are in a season change right now. We're coming to the end of the close of human government, and we're about to enter into the millennial reign, which is the time of God's government. Don't be asleep at the wheel. Don't be asleep in lethargy and laziness, spiritual laziness. Have a prayer life. Develop a fasting life. Seek God while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Serve God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, knowing that your labor is not in vain. I bless each of you today with confidence and hope that these things will not pull us down. Rather, they will cause us to lift up our head, for our redemption is drawing nigh. It will cause us to shout from the rooftops, from the street corners, in the marketplace, Jesus is coming with an unashamed fervor and and that leads people to love God more. I bless you today. I pray that you have a productive day and a great weekend. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hi, listeners. This is Scott Cooper, producer of the Parkway Podcast. That concludes the show for today. We hope you enjoyed. Remember, we offer video versions of the podcast on our Facebook and YouTube channels, as well as the audio versions on your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also encourage you to check out our website at www.parkwaychurch.net, where we offer live streaming of our services, as well as video archives, and the opportunity to give to help support this ministry so that we can continue to bring you awesome Holy Ghost-filled content each week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in to our next episode.